the antidote. 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 You're listening to the antidote with Dave Hawkins. With Christian music that doesn't suck. Thanks for connecting with The Antidote. Well, we did it last week, and tonight we do it again as we bring back Dawson Schultz of The Ongoing Concept 
for the second half of this special feature. Now, if you tuned in last week, you've already discovered that I'm a big fan of this band, mostly because of their unusual and unique style. On the Antidote's last episode, we also heard how the ongoing concept lost all their band members except for Dawson. Tonight we hear about how the band reunited and have just released a tremendous new album titled Again. We opened the night with Amends Again, really a perfect title for a band who are back together. Dawson explains how that came about right after we get into the straight-up rock of Survivor from the ongoing concept's 2015 release, Handmade. It's a pleasure to welcome back Dawson Schultz of The Ongoing Concept. And now The Ongoing Concept is back with virtually the original lineup. 
Yeah. So you were talking about speaking with your brothers about coming back in and coming up with song ideas. Was everybody gung-ho at that point? Um, I was worried about Parker because Parker has never really liked playing live. He hasn't really enjoyed the fame. He doesn't, he just likes to do his own thing. He just, he just likes to work on trucks and his new thing now is he buys like 1930s, 40s uh, tractors and refurbishes them and then resells them. Like that's his, Mm -hmm. like he just loves that type of stuff. He just loves to be in his own element and do his own thing and not really have to deal with like the public, I guess. Uh, And Kyle's the same way too. But I think I was more worried that Parker would just not want to do it because of those things. But it was really weird because he was actually incredibly interested and so was TJ, which I thought would be not into it either. And Kyle, Kyle was the first to be like, yeah, let's do it. But I don't know if maybe it was just a turning point in like our friendship, brothership that maybe made them think, oh, let's, let's do this and give it a second shot. Or maybe they just missed it more than they thought they would. So you mean it wasn't mom and dad saying, you guys better get back together? No. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, I think my parents kind of like the fact that the band, like they love the band, the, the most supportive parents ever. But I think sometimes they were incredibly like nervous of all three of their kids traveling across the country all the time because, you know, <laughs> you get into a car crash, they could lose all three kids in one single day, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that always was a nerve wracking point. So I think I think us not really doing the band anymore and, and them quitting and then me, you know, kind of calling it quits back like 2017, I think is when I kind of said this is like the last tour we're going to do. I think they kind of breathed a sigh of relief a little bit, but they definitely weren't like, you guys need to figure it out now. They just support everything that we do individually. And then if, if the band were to come back, then they'd be super happy. And they are. They're incredibly stoked about everything we're doing now. We should talk about that new album. Sure. You did something odd with, again, the new album. The release has got a whole series of callbacks to songs from your previous albums. Why take that route? I don't understand. <laughs> it's funny that you say route. I get made fun of so much for the, my, my Canadian accent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Route. route Is it route? Yeah. Is that it's, how they say it in the States? It's route, yeah. Route. And you say process. We say process. Like It's just different. And I'm so used to it because all my extended family talks that way. But I, I, I find it funny because when I do talk to someone in Canada, I'm just like, oh, yeah, it's like I'm talking to my cousins right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we went that route for a number of reasons. We had no idea we we're actually going to go with the record. At first, the first song we wrote was Feel Again. And we actually spent like six months writing that song, four or five, six months. And we were just going to do a single. We didn't know if we we're going to do a full album. It was just us testing the waters to see if we really wanted to do the ongoing concept thing again. And it was kind of like a rusty couple months because we hadn't written any music. And we hadn't written any music together since like 2014. Because, you know, Handmade might have come out in 2015, but we were writing that stuff back in 2014. And so it was a long time of just getting all the dust out of the writing gears, I guess you could say. And so the first song took a long time. I think through that, we like learned that we really enjoyed it. And that's when we decided to like do the full record. But months later, we were, you know, writing new songs. And what ended up happening was I went back into my old sessions uh, on my old Mac 
Tower computer from 2008. It's an old beast. Mm. It has all of our old sessions on it. And I still love the thing. I still, like, honestly, I wish I could put all the new things that are 2023 plugins and stuff on it. But I just love that computer. And so I have all of these old sessions on Pro Tools on it. And I was just going through, like, Saloon and Handmade and Places and, like, looking at kind of diving into, you know, maybe, like, soloing certain sections and just diving into some of those those tracks and just seeing what we were doing. But also going back and, and going to some of the old demos that never made it onto the record. There's a lot. I mean, they're not full songs, but they're oftentimes, like, you know, like a minute long of just an idea that was scrapped. Mm-hmm. and just kind of getting my brain put into the same vibe that we were in at the time because I really wanted to make sure if we're going to do a record, I don't want this record to be so like different that people go, okay, Ongoing Concept came out with a new record, but it sounds nothing like they used to sound. I didn't want that to be the thing. I wanted people to go, wow, they sound mature, but it's classic TOC, you know? And so I think through that, we started going through all these sessions and I started to kind of, I don't know, like... I was struggling with like a, a new song we're writing and I couldn't think of lyrics or think of like an idea of the song and I'd be listening to um, like Unwanted from Handmade and I'd just be diving in and I'm like, oh, I wonder if like I just used like that little part from Unwanted and just put those lyrics into this new song that I'm struggling with. So I uh, I started singing some random stuff from the Unwanted lyrics and all of a sudden it worked out and I'm like, oh, this is cool. What if I add some phrasing and maybe melody from Unwanted into this new song too? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, some of the key phrasing and lyrics from Unwanted again are because of that. So that really just kind of epiphany happened all in one day and I was like, man, what if we did that with like all of our songs? Like not too much of the same thing, but just enough that people could could reference that and go, oh, that's really cool. And then they could go back and listen to those songs and kind of hear where the ideas of the new songs came from. Mm-hmm. And then it would it would kind of force people to have to listen to our back catalog a little bit more. I'm the wrong man, can't 
The first song created by the rejuvenated the ongoing concept for the Again album. That was Feel Again. I have to say that Again is probably my favorite release from the band. And here comes our chat about my top song pick from the album. You know what this is like. It's like grafting a tree. You're taking a graft from the old songs and placing it on the new ones to make a whole new entity. That's a very good way to put it. That's exactly what we did. I wish I would have thought of that. Well, a lot of people don't know what graphing a tree is, so (laughs) (laughs) might be over people's heads. Yeah, that's a very good way to put it. You know, and that's the thing is it's been kind of hard, though, to explain to people. These are not covers. These are not reimagined songs. These are brand new songs, but with callbacks to, you know, the classics of, of our past records. You know, I have a lot of favorites from your band. But Prisoner Again is a song from Again that really tops my list. I mean, listeners really have to go and see the video, you know, with Kyle hanging out of the pickup truck, just screaming the vocals. (laughs) I mean, really, this is powerful stuff. That was fun. But let's take it back to the title. Aren't all of us prisoners in one form of another? Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Our lyrics are often very metaphorical. Like we don't necessarily want to pinpoint a topic. We kind of just want people to be able to make out their own story through Mm -hmm. our songs. And so I don't really exactly know what Prisoner Again is all about uh, because you can take it any way you want. I think it was partially about, um, I don't even know. I think TJ wrote a lot of the lyrics for this song. But yeah, we're all prisoners in one way or another. And I think it's kind of cool because it kind of shows, you know, it kind of is a good good starting uh, music video and song because it's like people want to know where, where we've been. Well, we've been prisoners. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. And then we, we strip all of our jumpsuits off and throw them in the fire at the end. And then we're back to, to what we were. So yeah, there's like just so many different ways to interpret that song. And I, I think I think it's awesome.
You have to admit that your sound must cost you as a band because not everybody's going to accept the ongoing concept in the music that you're putting out. You know, and I guess you've already brought this up, but the thing is having a band and making music is also a business. Yes. So has that ever given you second thoughts about what you're creating? Um, there's times where I'm like, why don't we just cut the screaming, cut it all and just go poppy or something like that, or maybe just go country or something, <laughs> something like that. Um, Bring the banjo back. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, too, like, I do appreciate, and I, I think I just have a hard time sleeping at night if I kind of went the route where it's like you're a gimmick at this point or you're just doing it for clicks and views, but your heart isn't there because it's fake. Like, mm-hmm. I really like to have integrity with my music, and so everything we put out is is solely who we are, and it's not trying to be something we aren't. And I think that just morally sits right with all of us. Like, I just don't think... I can't see Kyle or Parker or TJ and Andy being okay with, with going down a different avenue just to like make more money because we all have jobs and we're all happy with where we're at. We're at a good spot and I, I don't think we need to like be the richest people in the world. So, Well, tell me, when you first signed with a record label, were you really thinking that you were going to be making money out of being a band? I think we thought we would maybe, but we were also very young. And I think the concept of a label is associated with like the 90s or the 80s where you're kind of instantly going to be like a big band. We knew that that wasn't really the the case, but I think we thought there would be a little bit more money in it than what ended up happening. And I know that there is still that spot, but like I said earlier, I think we still had another year or two of grinding and making nothing before we would have crossed that threshold. And that just did not seem feasible or realistic at the time. So with your sound, you mentioned a little while ago about it being metal. Is that how you visualize the ongoing concept? I have always visualized us as just a band that plays music. I'll say rock sometimes, but I just think that our music is so different that <laughs> so all over the place yeah i think it's unfair to put us into like a metalcore um genre even though it's like we're forced to kind of have to throw that genre in mm-hmm. um like if we have to use hashtags on something it's like you always got to use metalcore because it, it's true there are a lot of songs that fit right in there with metalcore scene but if anyone like listens to our record from front to back it's just it seems like the metalcore ones seem to like hit harder and do better on Spotify or YouTube or iTunes, you know. Um, But at the same time, too, like, I think some of our best songs are the ones that are nothing like that genre. And uh, I don't know. I just like to say rock band, personally, when when people ask. It's just easier. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Let's just simplify it for them. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because I'll say, oh, we're like a heavy, heavy metal band. And they'll be like, oh, like Kiss? Or like, I don't know. Like, sometimes you'll get a slipknot in there. But most of the time, it starts with like classic rock. Like, oh, so you guys are like Kiss, like really heavy. Like, no, <laughs> that's so. I, I and at that point, I just shut down and I'm just like, yeah, we're just a band. We just we have some screaming and stuff, and it's not even worth my time to explain what we are. And the, I'm okay with that because it doesn't matter. This is Dawson Schultz from the Ongoing Concept, and you have discovered the antidote.
You Will Go Again, a song that highlights the diverse style of the ongoing concept. And now you have just enough time to throw in your dance shoes as Dawson and I discuss failures and fakes again. When people have asked me about your band, and I said, I can't describe it. You just have to listen to it and hear what it's all about, because you can't describe it. I I like when people say that. I've heard that a few times, too. Like, they don't describe us by anything other than you just need to go listen to it for yourself. Because, like, that's the thing is, um, if there's a really good TV show that I like or movie that I like, I oftentimes will use that same thing. I'll be like, I can't really describe it to you. You just need to go watch it and see it for yourself. Um, so, at least to me, if someone says that t- to me, I'm often one to be more intrigued when I've told that rather than using something else to describe something, you know? So, mm-hmm. I, I do and I do appreciate that that's how you, you tell people about us. Well, see, the thing is, is that the ongoing concept loves to mess around with genres. Like with failures and fakes again. You know, I really can't think of any other way to describe it except as an aggressive dance track. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. But I'm see, glad. but it's also serious because it says, friends, I found out the hard way. I'm just a failure. It's not enough to say that you're not blameless. I mean, like, what brought that on? Kyle definitely wrote the lyrics for this song. And it's definitely a lot of callbacks to the failures and fakes from Saloon, for sure. Mm. Another thing, too, is, like, Parker and Kyle and TJ had a podcast called the Failures and Fakes Podcast. I think that those words, failure, failure and fakes, and, like, all those, whatever is used in the lyrically in that song are very, like, dear to, I think, Kyle a lot. Just because, yeah, we all, we're all failures, we're all make mistakes and we do stupid stuff. Like there's no one that's above being a failure, you know? And I think that we have seen enough of ego and narcissism in the music industry over years of touring that it's just kind of like, it's humbled us in the sense that we have found ourselves in spots where we have been a little bit egotistical, especially me. And I think that's just a good, it's just a good motto or, way of living is to is to always know in the back of your mind that we're all we're all in this together we're all failures we're not perfect no one's perfect
the more that I've listened to again, the more I keep finding the songs are dealing with self-doubt. Do you think that's accurate? Uh, well, you're really diving into lyrics. Um, I do. You do. Uh, I mean, I don't want to like, I don't want to burst your bubble too much, but the lyrics are usually the last part of the writing process. <laughs> and a lot of times, <laughs> a lot of times they're just kind of put in really quickly. Like, Oh, we do, you're not saying the lyrics are filler. Sometimes they're a little bit of just like what works here. What okay. We, honesty is coming through here. Yeah. I mean, we do care. Like there are times where we definitely care, but how I write and how everyone else writes is we like kind of scat over our songs. We'll be like, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, and we'll scream that way too. We'll just make up random words, random phrases. And then we add lyrics over top. So we're not actually like sitting on with pen and paper and, and writing lyrics. We are oftentimes saying random words, random screams, and then going, crap, how do we add lyrics to this really cool phrase that we wrote that sits really well in the mix. The melody is awesome, but the words aren't there yet. So then we create the words. And sometimes they're a little bit, I would say, like spare the moment, like we have to get this done, um, procrastinating type style of, of writing because it's always the last thing we do. Kyle usually comes in though and, and definitely does a good job of cleaning up like the grammar and, and stuff like that. Cause, but I'm not saying that there's not any intention there. I would just say out of, if you had the, if you had the rate, our most like important parts of of a song it would definitely go like the hook the melody the phrasing of the melody and then the actual instrumentation and then last would be lyrics so yeah dawson i totally hate you now because you (laughs) crushed my last question oh okay (laughs) what because it was all having to do with the lyrics on falling again okay so we can talk about this one because this one actually has meaning because this has been going on for four albums now, this one particular song. So we can definitely talk about that one. Okay. Because that, that's excluded. That song in particular is completely excluded from everything I just said. So just throw everything I said out the window and we'll go to Falling Again. <laughs> okay. So explain. You said it connects to all four albums. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm guessing you know because you seem to be very well informed of our discography, but this song, which is a continuation of our song, goodbye. So long, my love, which is technically a continuation of a song called goodbye. So long off of our very first EP. That was where it all started. It was our very first EP. We had just this one hook. Goodbye. So long. When we did saloon, we wanted to create a story that was basically about, um, not knowing what was on the other side, whether it was religion, if you believed in God, if, if you believed in something else beyond God, like it was more about a struggle with just knowing what happens after you die. Mm-hmm. And it starts out, you know, in saloon with um, a married couple and one believes that they're going to go to heaven and then the other person doesn't even believe in God at all. And so then it's like, will I ever see you again? Because you think that I will not ever see you again if you don't believe in what I believe in. And it's like that struggle. And then, you know, in Handmade, we made the song Falling, which is, kind of like the continuation of that person still living on um, but still struggling to to know like is there anything beyond just this world you know and then spirit lake is the third one off of places and that one is is very much into the same thing it's just a continuation of of that but also kind of like do i just want to take my own life kind of thing or like what's the point and you can kind of hear it in the sense that I, i think it comes down to like being very very like 
lonely and not having this person that you were married to and loved and then they passed away. And it's like kind of like this, like think of like the old guy on that movie Up from Pixar, mm-hmm. just really sad, just really bummed out about life and uh, can't really find hope because he's just, he lost the most important person in his life, you know? And so it's just that kind of stuff. And there might be some lyrics spread out there that are more metaphorical like, that can mean other things to people. But like to me, that was kind of where those lyrics meant to me. And that's kind of where we went with it. So Falling Again, I think, is it's kind of a continuation, but it's, it's, it's more of like a callback. And it's kind of, I think, it sounds like the person gave up and basically killed themselves. They jumped into a lake and drowned. That's kind of like where it sounds like it's coming from, but it's more of just a callback and trying to reference everything. But there's some metaphorical things and I don't know how people will perceive it. I hope they perceive it in multiple ways, but kind of the story of like where all that is.
Falling Again from the just-released album, again, by the ongoing concept. You know, it was only a few weeks ago when I brought in a mix of new singles, and I'll be bringing in a new list of singles next week. I'll also be joined by Grace Grabber, who speaks about how a local Peterborough, Ontario band was the inspiration behind her new song, This One's For You. For now, we'll jump back into my talk with Dawson Schultz and the songs that connect to Falling Again, the tracks Spirit Lake and Goodbye So Long My Love. See you next time on The Antidote. What's interesting because you've sort of saved a Faith Aspect song as the closer for all the albums. A little bit. Yeah, I guess you could say it's, it is faith-based for sure in some ways. Yeah. Well, Faith Aspect anyway. I know you've never taken on a a Christian band label because that really isn't where you're focused. No, and I'm glad that you noticed that. I don't know if you've probably seen a couple posts I've made over the past six months, but yes, I I really hate getting clumped into a Christian like circle. It doesn't help that we're on a a label, I'm going to say this, a label that in the past has signed bands that are Christian. Solid State has never claimed to be a Christian label ever, but... They are assumed to be, and so every band that signs to them is assumed to be Christian as well. And it sucks because we've lost a lot of opportunities because of that stigma. And you know, some people say, "Well, you gotta, you gotta wear it proud," and blah blah blah. It's like, no, I don't want to wear it proud because I never wrote a, I never really have written songs about God. Sure, this one song about someone not knowing if God's real or not, or, or if someone something out there is is bigger than they are, could be considered Christian or faith based, but. It's not, it's it's just talking about everybody's struggle with life. Every single person doesn't know what's going to happen when they die. None of us know. So, yeah, it, it's it's definitely a faith-based series of songs. But I do appreciate that you did mention that it's, it's not about Christianity with our music. We just write songs that we like. We write music that we like. And we live life however we like. And it doesn't really matter to anyone what we do in our private lives doesn't need to be brought into um, our music. Some of our members go to church. Who cares? It doesn't mean that we're a Christian band. We're just a band that likes to write music. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now you're going to be totally bummed out with me because the tagline of the antidote is Christian music that doesn't suck. Oh, is that really what it is? (laughs) Seriously. Oh my gosh. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I've already done enough like christian interviews so it's it's nothing but i i think the fact that you are saying the things you're saying definitely is like great and i have i have nothing against doing this doesn't mean that we're a christian band or that's our focus we are just a band that likes to make music and we might have members that are faithful to god in some way or another the whole intention of the antidote is to look at the art of music that's created by christians but it doesn't have to be overtly Christian. What I've explained to other people is that typically if somebody is a Christian, you're going to find some of that Christian faith aspect is going to come through on a song or some of the songs or even the entire album. But if it's strictly out to evangelize, I'm not interested. Yeah, I want to talk about the art of the music, and that's what we're talking about tonight. Yes, and I love it. I love chatting about this stuff. So I think you worded that awesome. 
Dawson, I've been a longtime fan, so i got to tell you how much I really do love this new album. Thanks for coming to The Antidote and sharing about it. Well, sweet, man. I really appreciate talking to you, and it's, it's been fun.